This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you levicated to all the bicycle riders, seen? Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Trust me, riding a bike is better. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Everybody should ride bicycle. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio program on Community Radio 3CR 855 AM streaming and digital. And thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and uh, Yarrabug, we're a show about bicycles and related transport issues coming to you from Melbourne, Australia. And a lovely clear morning out in Melbourne at the moment. A beautiful um, thing coming in this morning. It's great seeing um, a couple of Ubers, um, a couple of cargo bikes, uh, seeing a couple of Christiana bikes. And I just saw something incredibly inspired was uh, a large, very, very, kind of one of those large hand foam sponges sort of thing on, through someone's front forks as a front kind of fender sort of thing. And I thought, genius, because all you have to do is just squeeze it out to get the water off you. Anyway, uh, on today's show, we're going to start off with a little bit of bad news, but then I'll get into some good news. Now, the bad news is, unfortunately, there's been another incident of oil on the trails again, on the inner city trails. And this is the bit that's um, of the Lower Mooney Ponds Trail um, out in the inner west of Melbourne. And this is the bit that, um, if you're familiar with the lower part of uh, Mooney Ponds Creek, it's the bit where the, there's a lot of train lines you go near, and it's between um, Dylon and a little bit further down. Now, unfortunately, last night, this is Sunday evening, uh, a rider came off and is, uh, from last I heard, was in hospital um, getting immediate treatment. Now, with any of these cases, if you hear, know of anything, see anything, please go straight to the police because this is... Uh, words fail to try and understand the pathology behind anyone or people who think this is a thing to do, like tipping some type of um, slippery substance, be it diesel or oil, on um, a shared path. Go straight to the police, triple zero. And please report if you see or hear anything in that area. If, if you do ride that lower part of Mooney Ponds Creek area, there's that bit where you come up from, like the Dylon Road area where the train lines are. It's kind of like a wide sweeper part where you may get a little bit of speed up and it, it's a hell of a rotten place to come down because it's very isolated and it's just words fail with... Again, it's Monday morning, I've got to keep my language clean. I can't understand anyone who'd have the mentality for doing something like that. But yeah, on to better news. Better news. Um, we've got another, um, it's dot watching time again, you know, La Tour may be over and we're waiting for La Vuelta, but it's t- dot watching time with the Transcontinental and it's a race from Flanders to Istanbul via checkpoints, via some of Cycling's most iconic locations in Europe's uh, historic landmarks. Now, you might remember a few months ago we had Rishi Fox on the show and she's racing and she just made it through the first checkpoint. So, and also um, an 
uh, as Australian riders is quite a few, but the almost Australian riders, I have to mention um, Stuart um, Brigney, aka Hippies, people going from uh, MTB going back about a decade, if not more, wouldn't remember Stu. Well, he's now a mad keen uh, ultra-endurance ultra cyclist. And if you want to keep tabs on people, they've got an interesting way of doing the hashtags. To follow on social media any of the Transcon stuff, it's T-C-R-N-O-5. Now, if you want to follow a particular rider, add on to that CAP, C-A-P, and their number. So if you want to follow uh, Rishi, just bear me out for a moment. Hashtag, now T-C-R-N-O-5, CAP, 152. So I'm keeping an eye on... uh, dot 152 and also 142 which is hippie so yeah and unfortunately uh we already had one fatality in the transcon but the from i can understand the ride will continue and this is kind of sad considering that the ride this year is for frank hall sorry i should start again i've got the names mucked up between the rider who was killed it was frank simmons mike hall my apologies. Now, there's been a lot of conjecture about why people do these ultra-endurance rides and there's a, a criticism like, I don't really want to buy into that because some people may be coming from a different style of riding, like if you're doing roading stuff and you're used to road-closed racing. Just something I want to read. It was from Michael in the Brooks Bugle magazine called Not a, This Is Not A Tour, and this is the magazine that uh, Brooks Saddles put out. Now, I just want to read some of the last sentences of this. A personal satisfaction, confidence, and the empowerment from the achievement lasts for a lifetime. For me, this combination is untouchable. This is why, for now at least, you can keep your nice, your leisurely, and your convenience, and if it comes to it, you can also keep your professional sports. This is not a tour, and no, I do not want to slow down because I really don't think... I could possibly enjoy any more than I do. And that was from Mike Hall. Anyway, uh, interview got coming up in a moment with um, Alex Fletcher. And this is about a new app called Freewheeler. And I'll have him on the line in a moment uh, talking about that. It's a, it's a app that automatically tracks your commutes and recognises transport modes and maps your trips. And this, he's got a, a startup and he just recently uh, came out as a joint winner, a resilient Melbourne City Smart Challenge. So something to be, keep in mind, if we can't build the infrastructure fast enough, we might as well have ways of showing you to get around and use the uh, existing infrastructure and things in your city. Anyway, I'm going to take a break and I'll be back with Alex in a moment. Till it's gone The thieves here with ice Put up a parking lot Late last night I heard the screen door slam And a big yellow taxi Took away my old man This morning on Yarra Boss We Use Group Radio, speaking to Alex Fletcher from Perth about a new app that he's got. It's called Freewheeler. Are you there, Alex? I am. Hello, Chris. Good. Thank you for taking the call um, so early Perth time. Appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Okay. So you recently uh, came up um, as a joint winner 
of uh, the City Smart Challenge here in Melbourne for Resilient Melbourne. Uh, can you give yep. us a little bit of background how you got started with um, coming up with this uh, startup app? Sure. Uh, it was a multimodal uh, transport tracking app. So it recognises all your, your transport nodes and your commutes and then rewards you for sustainable and healthy choices. About uh, seven years ago, my dad cycles to work and I think he was cycling to work and just thought, why, sh- why aren't there more people cycling? And we should be doing something to encourage people to cycle to work. Uh, and he started looking into it and came up with various ideas like uh, putting totem poles on bike paths and RFID chips on bikes and then tracking cycling that way and then giving some form of reward for it. And I started to get interested in it and uh, I was aware of you know, apps and, and phones and GPS and all that. And I thought, well, why, why just cycling? It should be all forms of transport that are good for you or society. Uh, so, yeah, I, I started working on it and we've you know, come, we're a few years into software development now. And, uh, yeah, it, it now covers the whole transport network and uh yeah that's the background yeah so um with the actual um uh, rewards for walking and cycling and public transport is this as like you're, you're um are you you're at a, like a working prototype stage with the app or are you still uh yeah, yeah we've, we've yeah. got uh we've, we've done most of the development on android but we're porting it across to ios now it's a cross-platform code uh so yeah we got working prototypes for both and with a very basic reward system but the more the more important and difficult aspect is uh, kind of the location and mode tracking and recognition and getting that highly reliable because people get pretty turned off apps if they don't work well yeah it's a functionality uh, so, yeah yeah so uh yeah but basically got a, a, a simple rewards function where you earn points for your commute so Walking gets the most points per kilometre followed by cycling and public transport and your phone does all this in the background automatically and then gets points tally and then get local businesses to sign up for giving rewards, discounts or they can get creative, whatever they want. It's just about forming a kind of a grassroots community movement to all support sustainable transport. Yeah, because it's a, it's a very... Um sounds like a very user-friendly thing. I was just thinking from the app's perspective, it's a lot of UI, UX sort of stuff you've got to consider. Um, how about this? how you scale it? Is it, you know, um, people can use it for their immediate area? It's not locked into a particular location, like, you know, one city or um, one state? Yeah, good question. Uh, it's, that's not uh, concreted down yet. Yeah. Uh, we need to work out, uh, we're going to work with the City of Melbourne to work out the best way of rolling it out because it, it could be just the general public and then any local business you know signs up to your rewards and then anyone can download it and go for their life or it would probably be smarter to start small like perhaps in workplaces schools universities or particular suburbs or regions and just try to get kind of a a, a good uptake in one area and make sure it all works properly <laughs> yeah well it's, yeah there it's somewhere like Melbourne, which has got that you know kind of intensive cycling activity, plus the next level of um, where you want to integrate with points and what, what people get for their points. It could be you know a good good test test place for it. Plus you know it's sort of, sort of like a bit of a you know working sandpit for what what you want to do with your app. Yeah, well, Mel- I think Melbourne's perfect because it's got this 
long-term recognition of, and reputation of being so livable, but uh, it's experiencing big problems from a sprawling metropolis and being, I guess, a victim of its own success in a way. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, is, it is the perfect um, city, I think, to try to get people to start looking at these population and growth issues and how they can change their lifestyles to make everything work a bit better. Yeah, because we just had something in the media, I think it was last week and a bit, about um, households on the outer part of Melbourne, the massive growth areas being, you know, anything up to three, four, five car households. And yep. something when I um, read about your app last week, actually this is could be a really good um, kind of behaviour change Motiv- uh, motivation thing for the outer burbs where people haven't considered what their options could be. Because in here we're, you know, uh, I wouldn't say we're used to being, uh, you know, overburdened with um, good transport options, but it's something mm. we've got to um, think about our, uh, our thinking that, you know, a lot of the outer to middle parts of um, big cities, sometimes people haven't had time to consider and something like your app would help them, um, you know, break that, you know, break that um, either information thing they may not know about, or break the ice, or what their options could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, it's about just well, transport, daily transport is a bit of a habit. We all have our routines, and we just do what we do, and often without really thinking about it. So, yeah, part of freewheeler is to just present these different options and uh, get people thinking about how they could do other things, so other uh, things differently. Yeah, so what you'd be thinking of mixed mode, you know, if someone goes by, they go to a, they ride to a train station, then stop, lock up, take a train. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it's about, because, you know, especially if you're in the, the suburban fringes, it can be a long way to your place of work or study. And it's probably not feasible to say ride or walk or run the entire way, but rather than perhaps driving your car to the, the local train station, you could go, oh, I could ride my bike there. And then all of a sudden you realise you quite enjoy doing that and uh, you get a, an extra 20 minutes of exercise each day and it all adds up. And then there's one less car on the roads and then the other cars on the roads get to move quicker and they're less frustrated. Yeah, it's kind so, of like a feedback loop. Yeah, and have you considered what sort of how it would scale into people wanting to be part of this app for the people who want to give rewards, like, you know, small to medium-sized businesses or, you know, whatever tier sort of thing you're looking at? How would people come into yeah, that? It's going to be pretty flexible on rewards, but the kind of like the underlying um, attitude is for it to be community-oriented. Uh, a lot of... When you walk and cycle and you know, get out and about rather than getting in your car... You're out in your neighbourhood and your community, and uh, it goes hand in hand with supporting local businesses. Mm. I drive to a, a big supermarket a long way away and contribute to congestion and not getting exercise and support a big national chain. And you can uh, you know, maybe ride to a local deli or, or shop mm. and uh, help them out. So it, it's all about, I guess, looking maybe a bit closer afield in where you live you can contribute more to where you live. Yeah, so like you think of like a model where someone's starting off, so it links into some you know, information to do with a local council, a local bike shop, a couple of local cafes. You build in something like, you know, your um, user, you know, 
buy four coffees, get one free, that sort of thing. You know, you start building in usability to it. It sounds like something that, uh, depending on what you got on the back end of it, it's very scalable. Oh, yeah. It could, I guess it's a bit like, for instance, fire points, but yeah. for sustainable transport. Mm. Uh, but it, it's, not, it's not just points. It's, you know, it, can, it can be just recognition or just feeling good. I mean, if you implement it in a school and have school kids all competing to uh, you know, ride to the most and maybe do some fundraising and the, the winning team gets to select the charity or or you can be you know, a green sustainable commute hero or something so it's about tapping into what motivates people and mm. what they enjoy and that's not always just you know, discounts but yeah, but financial you... based centres are pretty motivating to a lot of people <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's going to be it's going to try to I guess cover the field of have lots of different types of rewards which all you know, contribute to getting people on their bikes. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, though, in terms of, oh, as I was mentioning earlier, people either, because, you know, things are so atomised now where people get their information from, this could break mm. down quite a few barriers in terms of sometimes there's a bewildering array of choice and you don't know where to start. Or, um, again, it may not have even considered some people's um, transport options. So, you know... Um, have you, have you thought Do you mean of, in yeah. terms of transport options? Of, yeah, they haven't even considered that. They have, may not even considered that instead of like driving to the train station, say they live middle outer, um, that they can ride there through a series of safe back streets if they're unsure and then catch the train. And then they build in that, I don't, you know, the, the car's free at home or I don't have to drive that one, two, three kilometres. Yeah, or well, even I'm a bit guilty of that sometimes. I've found myself forgetting that I could take the bus when I've been thinking about trying to get somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sometimes you just have blind spots and you just don't think about things. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's about, yeah, I guess if, you, if you're thinking, oh, how can I get more points, then you start thinking of the different options available and then I want to build into Freewheeler eventually uh, public transport information service. So... You know, a, a, route, a, a trip planner, which gives you information on buses and trains, so you can link up public transport use with walking and cycling. So it makes the whole uh, makes it feasible, and makes it easy. Mm. So, um, have you considered like uh, something for Perth, or are you just considering Melbourne at the moment? Uh, from Perth, so definitely considering something for Perth. Yes, uh, but the benefit of this resilient Melbourne City Mart Challenge is that leaders of Melbourne and Victoria have effectively come together to try to find ideas that could help with transport congestion and social disconnection and they've done it in quite a good way. They're just throwing it out there for people to submit ideas and then worked to identify the ones that they're interested in implementing. So Melbourne's it needs a, a start technology needs a bit of support. It can't necessarily just bring you know, a brilliant, perfectly uh, finished solution to the table. So with Melbourne, I'm hoping to work with them just to get Freewheeler ready to make a difference in Melbourne. And if it gets to that point, then that should be able to be rolled out quite easily in other cities, including Perth. So you're looking for partners or and or uh, people to help you out, as in you know, doing back end, front end, whatever, um, companies, businesses, individuals, that sort of thing, or is there a particular level of involvement you're looking for at the moment? 
don't really know how it's going to shape up yet. We haven't had those conversations. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, with, with, with Melbourne, but uh, yeah, it, any any support will be will be good support. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure yet. Okay, so if people want to learn more and get involved or get obviously contact you, what's the best way to go about it, Alex? So you can jump on the website, uh, www.freewheeler.com and sign up to the, the newsletter and then I can keep people updated by that and the email address is also on the website, support at freewheeler.com, so I'm happy to get questions or you know, shows of support or interest or whatever by email and I'll do my best to get back to people mm. as we try to get this happening in Melbourne. And what sort of timeline are you looking at at the moment in terms of like a, you could do a small-scale rollout or, you know? Yeah, I, ex- I expect in the next couple of months we'll hopefully start testing a prototype somewhere in Melbourne with the City of Melbourne support just to show that it works and has potential. And we also first have to import Melbourne's public transport database to start being able to recognise all your public transport modes, including trams, which we haven't done before. Ooh, that'd so be there's, interesting. There's, there's a few bits and pieces we need to tackle. Yep. But I don't see why it won't be doable based on what we've already done in Perth. Yeah, because there's a lot of that sort of mapping of um, data. It's just getting easier and easier in terms of um, the API sort of stuff is really fascinating at the moment. So if people want to find out more about uh, the Resilient Melbourne City March Challenge, they can go to resilientmelbourne, that's all one word, .com.au forward slash city mart. Well, it's great been having a chat today, Alex. And it's just one of those really lovely integrated things that, you know, you you kind of like, why hasn't someone, and you look like you're filling a really um, important uh, feature. Yeah, no, I appreciate it and hope it works well. Okay, thank you so much for your time today, Alex. Cheers. See you. See ya. Be paradise, put up a parking lot. Be paradise, put up a parking lot. Be paradise, put up a parking lot. The Independent and Peaceful Australia Network presents War, Peace and Independence, Keep Australia Out of US Wars. Amidst an escalating threat of another major war breaking out, this timely conference will be held in Melbourne from the 8th to the 10th of September. The conference will address the struggle against US bases, drone warfare, peace as union business, US political and military influence and much more. For details and bookings, head to ipan.org.au or go to the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network's Facebook page, a 3CR supporter. News and events. Anyway, uh, some great news this week from the uh, Let's Build uh, Mary Bridge uh, thing in Northcote to the Mary Bridge Creek Group, who have been going for over a decade, they've got the money for their bridge. Now, this is um, a proposed bridge that's going to be across Mary Creek from Beavers Road 
Northcote and Ceres going into part of the Kingfisher thing on the other side. So a message from Helen McDonald from the group. They've got her money and they got 50 submissions made to Moreland Council's budget consultation to ask them to build the new bridge. And Moreland have put their half share of funding into a bridge reserve, which can be approved once the bridge reaches uh, construction readiness. Together with the um, $1.25 million, their urban council's already locked into their budget, they've got the money to build the new Mary Creek Bridge. And this is basically for people who want to walk safely there instead of doing this big circuitous route, especially for school children up in that area. Uh, it's a big win for the walkers and riders in the community who have lobbied for 10 years for a safer crossing. So uh, more has been, information has been uh, sent out to the support list. But if you want to find out more about the Mary Creek Bridge, go to, you can send an email to Mary Creek Bridge. that's all one word, at gmail.com for updates. And also... Um, getting back to uh, news from a fortnight ago, or if not more, about Gipp Street Bridge. Now, they're going to be uh, building uh, relatively soon, considering how long we've been lobbying for it, um, a all-trial all access trial bridge or kind of ramps, I should say, not bridge, for Gipps Street. Now, if you want to fill in the survey, which is uh, open until Friday the 4th, go to all the W's, surveymonkey, one word, dot com forward slash R forward slash main Yarra trial access for all Gipps Street. And again, that's all one word. I will put that into the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's been a very long process getting that Gip Street thing happening because, uh, well, they promised it almost like, ooh, I can remember going down there when I think we still had Peter Batchelor and John Thwaites and politicians like that still around, which was a long time ago. It's probably around about 11, 12 years. So um if you want to follow a lot more about the uh, transcontinental race that uh, I mentioned earlier, go to transcontinentalrace.com and oh, there's, there's, that's the one for just the front page. But if you want to check, uh, do the tracking, it's transcontinental.cc forward slash tracking or go to trackleaders.com forward slash transconrace17. So that's all I've got time for this week. I'd like to uh, mention that thank you to the lovely uh, listeners out there. We've almost made our Radiothon target. We're just on the cusp of it. So if you can help us tick over just a little bit more, go to 3cr.org.au and find the subscribe or donate option and make your pledge to Yarra Boss with User Radio. We are volunteers. We don't get paid anything. We've been doing this for almost a decade, probably a decade next year. And we just come in every Monday morning and do this show because we love bicycles and sustainable transport and talking about bicycles and sustainable transport. You won't hear this stuff anywhere else or the sort of things like, you know, from myself and Steve and Val and Faith. Um, we seem to be the only people doing this sort of grassroots stuff in Melbourne. So please help us stay on air. Anyway, that's all I've got time for. Up next is uh, Jailbreak. And uh, our podcast should be up later today on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or go to yarrabug.org forward slash radio.
Thanks for listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online.